I'm recording. Okay, so we're recording. Um, welcome everyone to the next episode of our Changemakers podcast. Hello, I'm Kimberly Rice, Chief Changemaker of Changemakers, where we create bold careers and lives for women professionals around the globe. Today, I could not be more excited to welcome my good friend, Savvy Barros, who is founder of Savvy Barros, a high-performance workplace specialist who guides and leads professionals to uh, heights that they have not yet known through her very special programming. And I'm gonna let, you, um, I'm gonna let her describe that to us in a few moments, but I wanted to welcome you today, Savvy. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I am so happy to join you on the show today. Um, so let's just get right into it. Um, Savvy, and would you please share with our listeners a bit about yourself um, and a few sites into your professional journey? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. Well, I think in order to, to really share about myself, I need to tell a little bit about my story um, you know, and my story is that I started my, my life as a 15 year old girl really needing to kind of fend for myself. You know, unfortunately, I, I just didn't have a family that, that was capable of, of supporting me. And pretty early on, I realized that I needed to, to take my life into my own hands. Um, like most people, I have experienced definitely twists and turns of life. Um, you know, I lost my father um, when I was 18. I got married at 21, divorced at 25, and ended up feeling pretty, I would say, broken after that happened to me. And really, um, I, I guess I should really thank uh, myself in, in some ways for, for that decision because it really um, was the catalyst for me changing my life. So since then, I've gone on to do a lot of things. So, um, you know, I've worked and traveled globally. I've held the director roles. I've had the, I've held the VP roles. Um, I have traditionally, or I should say untraditionally, because I've always created my own role, um, led very high level initiatives that involve a lot of money um, at the companies that I've worked for, or they're very high profile. Um, I also, you know, as a my MBA from MIT Sloan, something I'm proud of. And most recently, I completed a national level project um, that was featured at the White House level. So um, that is a good way for me to say that, uh, you know, after this project, I really started to think about um, what it is that I wanted to do with the next iteration of my career. And for me, it's really helping others to become high performers in their own corporate environments. And so if you think about how I started life and where I ended up, if you ever told me that I would be running a national level initiative and my work would be featured at the White House, I would have never believed it. Um, and so when I took a look at the things that I've done throughout my life that have allowed me to progress, I realized that it's a formula that anyone can learn, but only very special people will want to execute. Because as you know, from having such a long successful career, really the difference between high performing and just, you know, doing whatever um, is really about consistency and about wanting to do the things that kind of suck, even when you don't want to do them. 
<laughs> I like that. They kind of suck. You know, uh, I've always been taught that, um, you know, the high points come, uh, it's kind of like the mountains and the valleys that we spend a lot of time in the valleys doing the legwork, which makes us appreciate the mountain peaks that much more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, the way that I feel is that the height of your peak is a reflection of the depth of your low. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So um, I happen to know you and I've spoken, but I would love to share with our listeners uh, for you to enlighten us to the impetus of your purpose to help others through your five secrets to leveling up in your career boot camp. Mm -hmm. So uh, you mean what's kind of motivating me? Right. What, what, driv what has driven you to create this uh, and mail this into a program that you've, you know, you brought and obviously are very successful with? Well, I think what's really motivated me besides the fact that I really want to focus the rest of my life and my career on helping others to be successful, I would say it's a a, you know, another series of things in my life where I've realized that um, I want something, I personally wanted something more than a traditional career. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There are great companies out there, but a key component for me was being able to empower others. It was having, uh, helping others to find their voice. It was helping them to know that they can do it regardless of how they feel inside. And I think that a lot of people look at people who are very successful and they think that they feel um, invincible. They think that they feel secure. They think that they feel, you know, perfect, you know, in air quotes. But the truth is that many people who are successful, they all have some kind of missing feeling, like they're not enough in some way. But the difference is that they go ahead and do the things they need to do anyway to be successful. So they override the thing that is stopping them. Because the truth is, we're never all going to be perfect. You know, you beautifully said in our podcast episode that we are as perfect, that we are perfect the way we are today. We are part of the divine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you feel perfect or you feel like you're a part of the divine. So it's about helping people and showing them and being vulnerable, which is something that I struggled with for a really long time because I thought that being successful was, you know, putting on a suit of armor and not showing anyone what was going on inside. And just sharing with people that you can not feel that you're ready or you're qualified but you can take the actions and guess what? It will line up for you. Yeah, I love that. And that's exactly true. I mean, we do a lot of um, training um, in the Changemakers program on confidence and reclaiming our confidence. And when you boil it all down, you know, so many things that we are confronted with each of us every day in our work, in our lives, <clears throat> are things that we may not feel confident about. But if we can summon the courage to move forward despite that, then the, then the confidence comes along with that over time. Um, and so I love that. And so I'm curious, with, with your um, Five Secrets program, what do participants learn? I mean, what will they walk away with? 
Yeah, yeah, thanks for asking that. So, well, everything that I teach is around the five pillars. I actually say everything that I empower is really around the five pillars. So I talk about passion, person, uh, excuse me, passion, purpose, process, action, and mindset. I believe that by your, when you know your purpose, your purpose is really who you are today. And what I mean by that is that in order to get to where you want to go, you need to know where you are, and then you need to know where you're going. But the reason why a lot of people don't even start the journey, let alone get to where they want to go, is because they're so afraid to look at who they are today. They're so afraid to do that, or they don't know how to do that without judgment. So that's one of the first things that we work on is how to help someone uh, face themselves without any judgment. Because when you know where you are, you know where you want to go. And then when you know where you want to go, you have to understand, well, why do you want to go there? And what I mean by that is I think if you were to ask anyone, or maybe not everyone, most people, and you would say, hey, do you want to be VP one day? Do you want to be CEO one day? Do you want to make all the money and have the title and the accolades and all the other stuff that comes with that? I would say, oh yeah, absolutely. But the truth is that to get to an executive level, to make more money, to run those high level initiatives, it has to be something deeper than just money. It has to be something deeper than just the title on your business card, because that is not going to sustain the things that you need to do in order to build yourself, build your brand in order to basically be chosen to do those things. Um, and then of course, you know, we talk about the, the process, the specifics, you know, taking action and then everything's governed by the mindset. It really, does um, start with the mindset and the willingness, I think, the willingness to actually do an honest assessment of where we are, because sometimes mm -hmm. that cannot be, that can be a not so fun thing to do um, because people can get mired. I know women specifically, we work with those in, in the context of change makers, they can kind of, we, they, they walk through or they sleepwalk through much of their careers and because there's something holding them back from actually doing an assessment. Um, and so it's hard to even move forward when you're not willing or there's something blocking you from even assessing what it is where you are right now, much less where you want to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Kimberly. And, and what I will say is that in the time that it's taken me to get to where I am today, I have literally read hundreds of books. I remember the first time I had to take an assessment like that. Um, it was at a workshop or I didn't have to, I chose to, I found out about it. It was at a workshop in New York City where I was living, where I lived for a long time. And I remember just absolutely freaking out and feeling so bad at, at first. Um, but you know, it, it, there are stages of discovery. It's you freak out, you feel bad, and you and you just say, okay, it is what it is, and then you and then you start your journey. But women especially do struggle with this issue. I think it's because of how society has just. Um, you know, the, the place that women have held in society for a really long time. And also a lot of women are just not taught to be assertive, right? They're not taught to be assertive. 
And then when you are assertive, you know, they have, there's always a choice five letter word that you're associated with that starts with the letter B. Um, so uh, I will say that I, I myself have experienced that, but I've just decided, hey, you know, if, if you want to call me that, make me a name tag and stick it on my door. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I think that what's so wonderful, uh, and I'm so encouraged, I'm, I'm so encouraged um, <clears throat> that, that there are, we're putting the cracks in the ceilings um, and even the floors uh, where we certainly have a lot of work to do with uh, gender equality, particularly in the workplace. Um, but now at least it's part of the conversation, right? I mean, when I started my career in the 80s, it wasn't even part of the conversation. And um, by and large, I worked for white males. Um, one guy um, called me toots. You know, I was like 26 years old. He would call me toots. Now, he didn't mean to be disrespectful as much as he was and inappropriate, but that was what he was accepted. And so, um, you know, we've done a, a lot of diversity training um, through K, my other company, KLM Marketing. But, you know, you can't expect people, men or women, to behave in a way that they've not been trained to behave. And, you know, given the conditioning of the society and our close primary relationships as children, um, you know, that's where we model from. I, I thank God every day that my mother um, was um, and still is a very, very strong role model. Um, so I, I never really took a lot of gruff from anybody <laughs> because I saw her as the, I mean, I, I saw how she maneuvered her life and, and her, her professional journey. Um, and so I, I modeled a lot of that. And um, now, you know, through my own study and my practice field experience um, over all these decades, you know, it empowers me to empower other women who maybe didn't have those strong female role models as children. Um, and so there's not like a definitive book. There's lots of books, but until you can not only learn, but then apply, um, and then you need to have some guardrails. I mean, learning, you know, from people who have been what we call up the ladder, people who've been there before you. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted, you know, Michelle Obama, wonderful. Kamala Harris, amazing, you know, and I think we women, I think after, you know, I don't want to get political, but after the 2016 election, you know, and when you had the largest woman march in history in Washington, D.C., you know, I think it kind of flipped the switch. You know, you want to call us whatever you want to call us. You can call us whatever, but we don't care. Our voices are going to be heard. Um, and it's shifting. I mean, you know, we're a huge country. Um, and so it takes time to, to make, have that national consciousness. But um, for me, it, it's, um, it is a little bit encouraging uh, at the same time as, you know, that it's still as in, um, embroiled in workplaces as it is. I have to agree with you, Kimberly. It, it is very encouraging that this is happening. I am so excited that the tide has started to turn and that women who are coming up, um, you know, about to enter the workforce and, and babies that are being born, my hope is that by the time they're old enough that this will be a, a concept to them, a, a foreign concept to them. They will not have to even think about that and that would be really wonderful. Um, what I will say is that I think that um, men really need to be a part of this change. They need to be a part of the conversation. 
as you said, I don't think that a lot of men, and, and I will say that there are women who are bullies out there as well. I have come across them, but for the most part, they are men. Yeah. But I don't think that they are doing these things intentionally, even though when you read about it in the news or, or your friends or colleagues tell you about experiences they've had and you're wondering, how is it possible that this person you know, has a brain and doesn't realize that this is so wrong? But I think it's just that they've been conditioned. And the truth is that there are men who will realize, wow, this is really messed up. And man, I have done some of these things unconsciously and how do I start to change my behavior? On the other hand, you will have men that will just call you toots forever. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of double down. Um, they just double down. And, and you know what? Eventually they will go away. So, yeah. and that's, but, but it's important to know that I think success for changing this and making, um, you know, respect and mutual understanding the norm in a company and, and ridding yourself of these narcissistic, toxic, um, you know, leaders is understanding that it is going to take coats of paint and that you can't tackle everything at once. And just because you said it should be so, it will be so, because that's just not how human behavior works. You know, so, yeah. No, no go ahead. Not, I was just going to say, um, I have often likened um, with some of our, uh, the work that we've done with firms and, and, and supporting the culture, what we call the culture transformation. It's like trying to turn the Titanic around in the Delaware River, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, massive undertaking that has been um, in place, you know, decades if not generation, generations, decades, and centuries, um, you know, but it's, it's like I said earlier, poking the small holes of creating awareness um, um, and being honestly, empathy is a huge component of stepping into others' shoes. Um, I think that's where a lot of the, um, the identification um, can come from is, is awareness and then develop the, the empathy can come from there. Um, because I think a lot of the times, and I've heard from a lot of men recently um, in my network, when I've been talking, like when um, Kamala um, debated Pence last week, um, and I was very active on social media, um, I, there were a lot of men in my community that reached out and said, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe this guy. He goes, and and I, there were several men that actually apologized online for being that guy and not realizing it until they saw it in action from someone else. So it's a huge learning. It's just a huge learning opportunity. Yeah. We don't have video cameras in meetings or in offices. Well, maybe in some buildings, but for the <laughs> most part, you don't. Um, and I think that most reasonable men, if they were to see a video of themselves like that, and the way that they, they spoke to other women and treated other women, um, that they would be in shock and possibly even ashamed of, of how they were being, of, of how they were behaving. So um, anything that, uh, and any media, it's kind of like um, consuming information, right? So some people like books, some people like audiobooks. For me, you know, give me, a, instruct me, like I'm really good with instruction. 
it could all be the same information. People just process it differently. So unfortunately, it took that interaction between, um, you know, Kamala and Mike Pence uh, to, to, to show some men that, hey, this is actually like real. Yeah, right, right. So we were talking about change making and one of my favorite topics, making positive change. Um, I'm curious what, how you would um, think about positive change making in your world and in the critical work that you do. So how would I think about positive change making? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Certainly. With the, with the, with the clients that you serve and in the networks in which you grow, um, you know, as a result of your transformation and programming with the, the, the programs that you run for your company, you know, how is it that you uh, align yourself with positive change making um, as an output of the services that you provide? Oh, great. Thanks for that uh, explanation. So for me, the, the, the way that I measure success is that there should be a notable change that a client can, t can say. So it's either they took the action to go ahead and ask someone to have a coffee or ask someone to speak to them about what goes on in their department or they're putting in the steps to build the foundation to network with senior leaders. Like for me, success is tangible progress moving forward. Um, I do know, I mean, feeling good is always very nice. Um, I don't discount that, but at the core of it, I am a woman that is all about action and results. So if someone says, oh yeah, your boot camp was awesome. I felt great. And by the way, no one would ever say that about my boot camp because that's just not how I run it. But they should have a plan and they should work the plan. And then they should say, hey, these things have happened to me as a result of shifting my mindset, as a result of having a plan. And they should feel empowered to work their plan and be achieving success. So that is how I consider positive change making. It is real life changes, real life Awesome. I think you froze there for just a moment, but I think we have oh. you back. <laughs> okay. Which is, it's just, I mean, that's paramount, right? I mean, making change, um, growing into um, action, moving forward, forward movement um, is how we create the career and lives of our dreams. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the difference between a dream and a reality is, is action. Right. I, I don't think that there is any dream that is too big. And, and you know, I'll reference again, you, 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 on, you on my podcast, um, you know, and you talk about the divine, like the way that I think about human beings and I think about earth is that, wow, what a cool gift. I get to be human and I get to do whatever it is that I want to do. I know that that's not very common thinking, but that is actually very true is we can create our career. We can create the life that we want. Um, you know, you look at these billionaires, they're just men. 
They really are, but they have taken a series of actions that have landed them with a lot of zeros before the period. <laughs> right. right, right. But, but many of them did not start out from very rich or successful families. Right. So, um, you know, this, this is the way that, that, I, that I view action and I view dreams and I view reality is that you could literally, if there's somebody that has something that you desire, there's no reason why you couldn't do it. The pain, the pain is, is the delta between where you are and how they got it. And that's why a lot of people give up because it is so painful to go after what you want that, you know, when you find a, a cozy kind of nook in life, um, number one, it's tough to change. And number two, people are risk averse in general. It's our, you know, it's our, our monkey brain or lizard brain, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, that still exists that says there's a dinosaur that's going to eat, to eat you, you know, <laughs> it, it hasn't evolved. <laughs> right. Well, that's um, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I just love the work that you do, Savi, and, and all the, the folks that you help and mm -hmm. um, the folks who go through your boot camp that I'm sure that you lead them to ongoing transformation. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm fascinated to learn uh, about the why in your work. What about it that you do, particularly that you find enjoyable and rewarding? So the why that I find enjoyable and rewarding is that aha moment when you see that someone has recognized, has realized, like they've had a breakthrough moment and you can see it on their face. You can see it in their eyes and, some, and that manifests in many different forms. Sometimes it is literally joy of aha and sometimes it is like ugly cry sobbing tears because they needed to release whatever they were holding on to or it just finally hit them that any that that it is possible what they want that the people that are doing the things that they want to do they're actually not that special they're just taking the action and when that connects that is a thing of of beauty yes and that's the why this, i love that i mean it's such it's those um those sometimes small and, and sometimes large aha light bulb moments that you know from this point forward your life is going to be different yeah and what i like about that too is that once that person has that realization and you've experienced this and i've experienced this myself once you have that breakthrough it is impossible to go back. Yeah. Like the physical feelings that you would feel, like your body would just fight you. It, it probably would just break down if you tried to go backwards because it's almost like you unlocked a whole nother level of consciousness. And so there can be nothing but going forward. And that's what makes it so amazing. Right, right. So in our last few minutes, um, Savi, I wanted to give our readers um, just a taste of your unique brilliance. If you would share with us, um, um, you know, a few steps that our listeners can focus on to show up more boldly, uh, to develop a winning game plan for high, high performance. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what I would say is I would actually, you know, I will give a tip straight from the boot camp, which is the foundation. 
And the foundation is really understanding where you are today. It doesn't matter where you want to go until you know where you are today. You will not be able to make the progress. So here are some exact tips. And if you're listening, write them down. So the first one is literally take out a pencil and paper. Yes, I mean a pencil and paper, not your computer. And write out your current story. Write out your why you think you can't have the thing that you want. Tell and, and be honest. And once you do that, really take a look and see if that is really true. Is it really true? Is it true that because you didn't go to XYZ school that this is holding you back? In the entire course of history, has an educational institution that's been on someone's resume ever stopped them from being successful? No. If you, you know, are, are you know, you, you live in a neighborhood where people are like, oh, you know, nobody wants, you know, people from my neighborhood don't get to, you know, some, somewhere else, San Francisco, New York, just making it up. Is that actually true? In the history of human beings, has there never been someone from your town, your city, your state that has done that? And so really with honest evaluation, evaluate that. And what you will notice is that you will actually realize that a lot of the things that you say are holding you back are not true. And there are actually many ways of overcoming those. And then after you do that, write down your goals and write down why they're important. And I don't mean the why like, oh, I really just want to have a fancy title one day or, oh, you know, I want to make a lot of money. I mean, like, do you want your family to be proud of you? Do you want your friends to be proud of you? Do you want to achieve something that your no one in your family has achieved before? This is what I mean by real wise. Yeah. And then finally, you think about that gap, then you'll find your gap, right? You'll see where you are. You know where you want to go. You already disarmed all of the things about why you can't do it. And then you make your plan. So these are real things that I teach in my boot camp just for you here. You do that, that is the, the solid foundation for you to start any other self-improvement that you want to do. Mm, I love that. That is so rich. Um, I'm sure our listeners are, are taking notes as we've just, you've just spoken um, because that is the truth. I mean, it, it's assessment comes before any um, goal or, or goal planning at, at least um, in every step it, to be truly successful. Um, so Asabi, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to um, conclude our, our uh, episode this time and just thank you so much for being who you are. I know your journey. Um, I'm just, I stand in amazement of where you've been and where you are and I cannot wait to see where you're going. Um, and I want to give our readers the great privilege of connecting with you directly. Um, so if you would share with us, please, uh, what is the best way to connect with you? 
Yeah, thank you, Kimberly. And, and it's such a pleasure to be on your show and an honor, and I really appreciate it. And the best way for folks to connect with me is on LinkedIn or Instagram at Savvy Barrows. That's S-A-V like Victor, I-B-A-R-R-O-W, E like Edward, S like Sam. Awesome. Savvy Barrows. That is a one in a lifetime name. Have never heard it before. I'm sure I'll never hear it again. Um, and uh, because you are a one of a kind uh, individual, um, so growth minded, I absolutely love it. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Kimberly. And so that wraps up another episode of Changemakers podcast, where we create bold lives and careers. Um, and into our next episode, uh, as I always say, you must be the change that you want to see in the world today. So thank you.